With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Horse Tracks, a feature of Mile High Broncos Podcasts. Part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here's what's happening in Broncos country. Good morning, Broncos country. Happy Thursday to you all. This is Christopher Hart of Mile High Report with the Fans First Sports Network bringing you today's Horse Tracks Edition podcast. It's been a while since I've talked to you guys and a lot has transpired since the end of the season. The Super Bowl is just a few weeks away. We've got the East-West Shrine game going on right now. We've got Senior Bowl week going on right now. It's a busy week across the NFL. Scouts, teams, They're all on the road. They're all searching for the next best thing with their draft prospects. They're looking to get better in every facet of the game. The Denver Broncos are no exception. They've got quarterback coach Davis Webb at the East-West Shrine Bowl right now, looking at a handful of prospects. Uh, Mile High Report's Tim Lynch did an article the other day kind of previewing the East-West Shrine game, who to look at. Uh, Davis Webb. Being our quarterback's coach, I mean, he's got a chance to look at John Reese Plumlee out of UCF, Kedon Slovis from BYU, uh, Talia Tegela-Viola from Maryland. Uh, There's Malik Washington, the wide receiver from Virginia. The Broncos desperately need to have some sort of playmaker at their wide receiver position, considering the ambiguity that is on the horizon. We don't know if Tim Patrick's going to be around. Could they trade Cortland Sutton? Is Jerry Judy going to stick around for his fifth-year option? We don't know. Uh, I think that's a position that the Broncos are definitely be looking at to upgrade. Uh, in the draft, they're going to be taking a hard look at all of these guys. 
Um, Taj Washington out of USC, Joshua Cephas from uh, UTSA, he's there as well. So at the East uh, West Shrine Bowl, there are a handful of prospects as well. The Senior Bowls also kicked off this week. I haven't had a chance to watch any tape yet. I've been busy with work, but no doubt the Broncos are going to be interested at scouting everybody there. They've even changed it. Jim Nagy, who's done a tremendous job at the Senior Bowl, the interview process. It sounds like the Broncos and all the teams are going to have more one-on-one -on -one time to interview these prospects, to actually sit down with them and get 10 to 15 minutes each, which is going to be great for them. It's going to give them the opportunity to sit down with these prospects, get to know them a little bit better, just because the time that's allotted at the combine in Indianapolis isn't often enough to really determine what kind of player this is, uh, who is he as a person, does he fit in with we, what we want to do, and teams are allotted 30 top visits to come in to their city, to where their stadium is, to where their headquarters are, and get to know these guys. But the Senior Bowl, revamping that policy, especially after COVID, is going to be great for the Broncos. It sounds like they've already met with Michael Pratt out of Tulane, the quarterback who has connections to former Sean Payton coaches. So I have no doubt that they're going to have an eye on that, uh, him as a potential option at quarterback. He certainly isn't a first-round pick by any means, but if the Broncos were to trade back perhaps, get a second-round pick, or even take him uh, at the beginning of the third round with the third-round pick that they still do have in the 2024 NFL Draft, that might not be a bad thing. Speaking of quarterbacks, the early buzz coming out of both bowls in the offseason collegiate game circuit is that the Denver Broncos are interested, perhaps desperate, and moving up for a franchise quarterback in the 2024 NFL Draft. The first report came from well-respected and well-known Broncos beat writer, reporter, analyst Cecil Lammy, who's been doing it a long time, uh, 20 years or so in the game, covering the Broncos, making the rounds to all these collegiate all-star games. So he's a very reputable force with someone uh, who knows a lot of people across the league. And the word that he's heard to date is that the Broncos are indeed very interested in moving up for a top quarterback. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. It doesn't seem like Russell Wilson is in the plans for 2024. So quite obviously, with only Jared Stidham in the fold and Ben DiNucci, the Broncos need somebody. The guy that has caught his eye and who he believes is the target for the Broncos would be University of North Carolina product uh, Drake May. As I've written throughout the season uh, in some of my preliminary draft articles, Caleb Williams seems to be the consensus top pick or top ranked prospect for most analysts. But when I take a look at the tape, what I've seen so far, I really like how Drake May meshes with what Sean Payton likes to do on the offensive side of the ball. He's got a great arm. He's good in the pocket. He processes well. He's quite mobile. Um, he throws over the middle of the field with anticipation. He hits those over routes. Sean Payton, one of his favorite concepts in his passing game and his offensive scheme are those slop routes. Slop routes are slot options. So you're going to have the guy lined up in the slot and he could do a numerous amount of things based on what he sees in the defense and what he feels is going to be open. And uh, Drake's really good at hitting those things. And the report of Lammy saying that the Broncos are interested in moving up, that's really not a surprise. They have to. But then that was reinforced with Tony Pauline, who's been a well-respected 
reporter and NFL analyst and draft guru for a long time as well, is reporting the same thing that he's hearing from multiple sources in the league that the Broncos definitely want to move up. And he cited Lammy's report, but he says that Caleb Williams is the target for the Broncos and he's the guy that they want, which doesn't necessarily come as a surprise given the fact that Sean Payton in his off year last year being a TV analyst talked openly about how Caleb Williams is a caliber of prospect that NFL teams might be willing to tank for. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out. As I wrote this morning, I have no doubt that the Broncos are interested in these top quarterbacks. Why wouldn't they be? But a bunch of other teams will be as well. And you have the Chicago Bears, the Washington Commanders, and the New England Patriots sitting at one, two, and three, who all desperately need a quarterback of the future. You could argue that the Bears, they might roll with Justin Fields for another year. I just don't see that. Anytime that you have the opportunity to be at number one and take a franchise guy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You probably do it. I don't see them moving back and acquiring a bunch of picks, but they very well could. Adam Peters being the new GM with the Commanders, he's been around a lot of great football minds. He was here in Denver for a while has spent the last few years in San Francisco with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, who obviously have Broncos connections. And he more than anybody knows the importance of a franchise quarterback. So I would be absolutely surprised if the commanders rolled with Sam Howell and opted not to take someone like Drake May at the number two spot. And who knows what's going to happen with the New England Patriots. Obviously, Jared Mayo is the new head coach. Bill Belichick's out. They had drafted. Uh, Mac Jones several years ago doesn't seem like that would work out, but they have Jaden Daniels potentially there for them at number three, right for the picking. I have no idea why they'd want to pass on him. When you're picking one, two, or three, your quarterback needy team, it's probably just best to take the quarterback and hope it helps out because, yeah, it's great to have a top five pick, but teams, honestly, they want to be competitive and they don't want to see themselves back in that position and next draft. So, I'd be surprised if the Broncos were able to find a taker. Uh, A lot of people seem to think that maybe they don't have enough ammo, but they could mortgage several years of picks. We're talking 2024's first rounder, uh, 2025 first rounder. We're talking additional second round picks. Obviously, Patrick Sertan, the second, could be someone floated in trade discussion, maybe even all-pro safety Justin Simmons, who's been just a fabulous player for the Broncos a stalwart since being drafted in the third round out of Boston College years ago. Even Garrett Bowles, uh, a very good left tackle in this league, could be floated as a trade chip if the Broncos kind of wanted to save on draft picks. But at the end of the day, the last two uh, are in the final years of their contracts. So if you're moving them to another team, it's probably contingent on them signing an extension there. And obviously with PS2, fabulous player, Pro Bowl player, all pro caliber player. 
has been lights out the first three seasons with the Broncos. If you trade him, whew, that's tough. But any team trading for him obviously has a fourth year of control and the fifth year option, but he's on pace to have the most lucrative, highest paid cornerback contract in NFL history. So it's not that the Broncos don't have the ammunition or the pieces to make a move to make that jump up to one, two, or three to get a franchise quarterback in the 2024 NFL draft. It's do those three teams really want to move back? Takes two to tango, so we'll just have to wait and see. But that's something to keep your eye on throughout the draft process. It's February 1st. There's a long ways to go. We've got the combine coming up later on in the month down the road. We've got the uh, pro day circuit that's going to be coming up in March leading up to the draft. We're going to have the top 30 visits in April before the draft happens toward the end of the month. So there's a lot of stuff to go on. There's a lot of moving parts. We have no idea what's going to happen, but at Mile High Report, we're going to do our best to give you the best draft coverage that there is out there. We're going to keep going over the prospects at each position. We're going to be talking about the needs for the team, as you've seen in our recent articles, where we need to upgrade, where we might be looking. Oh, I just hope the Broncos find a way to get more picks because from the early look at the Senior Bowl, man, that defensive line looks loaded, that offensive line looks loaded, and those are both areas that the Broncos need to improve upon to get better in 2024. With that said, yeah, we've got a lot of that stuff to do. I'd kind of like to turn the conversation towards the Super Bowl. We wish the Broncos were there, but alas, they're not. And unfortunately, our arch nemesis, the most hated team in the AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs have made it there once again, and they're squaring off against the 49ers. Headed by Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy at quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, out of Iowa State. It's a rematch. Two years ago, the same thing happened, and the Chiefs ended up being the victors. But I'm certainly hoping that this time around that Shanahan has learned from some of his past mistakes and that the 49ers with John Lynch and all the connections to Denver, uh, just the history, the shared history there, I'm really hoping that the 49ers can pull it out. I don't think that there's one fan listening to the show today that is hoping that the Kansas City Chiefs win. If you are, maybe you threw money on the game, and I can get that bet, but I'm definitely rooting for the 49ers. I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be an exciting game. It's kind of unfathomable to think that the season's almost already over. It's Football went by really fast this year, so that game's coming up. I'm going to enjoy it as much as I can. I'm going to go out there with a prediction right now and say that the 49ers are going to win 31-27. to 27 And Kyle Shanahan's going to get his first Super Bowl victory as head coach of the 49ers. And Broncos country will be happy with that. And once that's all said and done, we will be looking toward the draft. We'll be looking towards free agency. We have a lot of moving parts there as well. What are the Broncos going to do with some of these players? What are they going to do to get cap compliant? They've got some cuts to make. They're about $24 million over the cap, so we're going to see a lot of good players go. Are they going to retain the outlaw Josie Jewell at inside linebacker, who's been a good pick for them? Man, I think they picked him in 2018. It's just crazy how time flies. Uh, I'd like to see him stick around because he's been such a good leader of the defense, and he's been a quality player. He's the green dot wearer on the defense who you know relays the plays in and gets everyone in position. Maybe they don't resign him. Maybe they roll with Drew Sanders and Alex Singleton at inside linebacker next year. That would be interesting to see. They definitely need defensive help up front. Zach Allen can't do it all by himself. 
I doubt that the Broncos bring back DJ Jones with his $14 million cap hit next year. I'm guessing that he's gone. Mike Purcell's been a pro's pro with the Broncos. He's had some good years. It's like 32, 33 years old. The Broncos run defense is one of the dead last ranked teams in the league. I don't know if he's going to be back. Uh, whew, I've talked about the wide receivers. I've even wrote about the running backs, Javante Williams, Samaje Piran, Joel McLaughlin, a good trio. Two of those guys are in the final year of their deal with Denver. And McLaughlin, we don't know what he is yet. He has to improve, even though he had a good rookie season. I don't think that anyone listening right now could look at the Broncos roster and feel really confident in any particular position group. I think we've, that they've got a pretty strong secondary, but everywhere else, edge rusher, defensive line, uh, man, are they going to replace Lloyd Cushenberry? Are they going to resign him? Do they have the money to keep Lloyd, who in his fourth year had the best year of his career and was arguably probably a top 20 overall lineman in all of football, regardless of its tackle, guard, or center? The Broncos have a lot of work to do. They didn't have the year that we were all expecting, but man, it's going to be very awesome to see how Sean Payton, the new guys that he's brought in from his past New Orleans and George Payton and his staff, how are they going to get better? How are they going to attack this offseason? Are they going to be aggressive? Are they going to surprise us? We'll just have to wait and see. But for now, I'd just like to thank you guys for listening. It's great talking ball with you guys. It's glad to be back. I'm working on getting an my own show developed uh, that's going to be about the Broncos, the draft, the free agent stuff, trying to do that for you guys weekly on top of this. So look forward to that in the next week or two. But for now, thanks as uh, always for listening. Take care and have a great rest of your week and uh, hope you have a good February as well. Thanks.